Okay, and now we are recording, Lenny. Check, check. Check, check, check. <clears throat> I think that makes me very upset. <laughs> I think we're probably pretty good. This right. is... Um... It just has been like crazy, because it's just been crazy for the last like months. Wait. What? I said I hate to say like, oh man, it's been crazy. But I guess it's just been crazy for like weeks and weeks now, I feel like. <laughs> um Yeah. So I my name's Tyler. My name is Lenny. And this is the Lenny and Tyler Show. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I have anything particular to talk about to, or to share today. I haven't, I've been mostly just painting walls Yeah. and trying to figure out what's next. How do you think an artist paints walls differently than just a lay person? Oh, we're better. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've just been painting walls in the old Evan space next door to me, crying. <laughs> by himself. By myself. So I live two blocks away. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it was, um, it felt really good. Yesterday, I was painting, I just started painting, and Dwayne popped by, and oh, nice. he painted with me for like an hour, and then Pete Tolton came over yeah. and painted with me for like two or three hours and while he was here then Karn and Brian came over and painted nice. and worked on things and so it just that's cool it feels so good to like have friends that'll yes. show up yeah for that kind of stuff and, uh, and yeah old... just to know that it's not just yeah because you're like I'm gonna be by myself in the gallery you know and no one's gonna yeah. come over anymore and I know it's, but yeah that, that's not you know that's not true and you'll still be visited and We'll come hang out here still. Okay. You promise? I promise. I promise I'll come visit. <laughs> All right. So tell me, how's it been going over at... Actually, yeah. At I, Wise Wonders. Having everything the from the original location moved in over there made it feel so much better. Better than I even thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, Alex and Larry did a great job like organizing the seats, and then once all of our equipment was over, it was just... Yeah, it's been super nice. And we're a lot of the regulars are finding their way over and people that, you know, wouldn't have stayed more than a few minutes or might not even have stayed at all. There's like the parking lot now. And so okay. I think the parking lot is going to be a, game a really big game changer for us. Because it sucks to pay $5 in parking and then go pay $5 for a latte. And yeah. Like, and then only be able to sit there for, you know, whatever, a few minutes, <laughs> you know, for like an hour. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I better go before I get a ticket, you know? And yeah. like, just that's like... Every bit, yeah, every bit of undue stress is like resistance to doing that thing yeah, you know like yeah. all those little things stack up and so yeah yeah just having like a safe <laughs> it sounds horrible but it is like a safe place to park rather than yeah when you're always like under threat for yeah <laughs> um i think that'd be really huge for us so yeah had a couple of really good days had a couple of really slow days but i think it'll be i think it people are figuring it out and it looks great over there. I'm happy and excited for you guys. Thank you. And, uh, and I 
just pray that it becomes a wonderful blessing for you guys, like on the financial level. Yeah, and starts for the, to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it because from too, from the blessing level of to the community, I mean, you guys right, just yeah. really have given that, and you deserve to. Oh, thanks. To not be stressed about how to. <laughs> yeah. How to pay afford those. to do that for yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you're gonna have a whole bunch more art space, so you're gonna be selling tons of stuff. It's just gonna be crazy. It's just gonna be crazy. Yeah. We'll barely have time for this podcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, ha- yeah. always have to make room for things that That's don't right. make, oh. things that don't make any money. Exactly. That, <laughs> that ma- no, we are making a little bit of money. Oh right. <laughs> right? Oh uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Lenny and Tyler. <laughs> We've got two. Yeah, two we got two. I guess I haven't checked Come out on, this. people. <laughs> I know. I have. There have been quite a few people who have who have uh, commented that that they're listening. Oh, and, nice. And Good. liking it. So, Good. okay, guys, <laughs> come on now. Come on. This that is just one of those just ec- one of those millions of things that you sign up for. Yeah, and then you just forget pay about off forever. And yeah, just, it's fine. It's fine. We all do it. Yeah. <laughs> I that have I, I was talking about or not talking, but like or actually it. Support us on Patreon, or if you want to support me, just come in and buy a painting right, right. eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Uh, this is a more, a more efficient use of yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a slow bleed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. The, the idea that like YouTube and internet stuff used to be great because nobody was doing it for money. They were just doing it because they thought it was hilarious or it was fun for them mm. or all of that. But now like everything being put up is like monetized or it's like yeah. is trying to be monetized or like uh, you know so there's always like almost like some of the like fun creative spirit and like you know whatever don't make care attitude yep. is like lost because it's all like has to be viable for ads or viable for sponsorships or viable for like all yeah. these other things you know and so and there's a lot of stuff that like sponsors are not going to put money on <laughs> and so <coughs> you're some of the you know <coughs> while that like moderates it some it also limits some of the a lot of the creative creativity that was just like uncensored whatever well i think also in like say say we really i mean i guess we have tried to kind of commodify this but i don't think it's really it's not a we're gonna do this regardless right <laughs> yeah and but i think that uh if um like if we really went full bore trying to promote this thing and market it and just mm-hmm. like get everybody to listen and all of that kind of stuff, make a business out of this, right, that right? Then I would have to then find another thing that doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, totally. Yeah. Um, like I think that everyone has to have areas of their lives that don't that we sacrifice ourselves yeah, to yeah. and don't actually get anything back from. Right. And that like that, the, the payback is just the enjoyment of yep. doing that thing. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's not your job. You know, it's not your job to work for whatever finances from it or whatever. Yeah. This is actually, I, I think I've heard that kind of called like the, there are, well, this is like with that road show the little write-up that I included mm. in that, there was a section from an old poem that 
says like the roses without why it it cares not whether it's seen ask or ask not whether it's seen cares not whether it's enjoyed for its beauty or something like that and i got that from this book where this author was talking about the unconditional call of the absolute Mm -hmm. so which would be kind of this i think for uh I think it's actually the same as what uh, I've heard described as Immanuel Kant's the categorical imperative, which is um, I don't know why it's called the categorical imperative. So that, but it's somehow a demand that is felt that can't be conditioned in some way it has no conditional yeah. aspect to so it it's almost it's, like the uncategorical imperative i know that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what i was wondering yeah. yeah it's like it's without it is without why mm-hmm. and we either obey that and and our spirit soars or we don't and our spirit kind of diminishes sure yeah and so but it's it's one of those things that somebody asks you why are you doing that and you kind of go I don't. I just because yeah, I yeah, have because to. I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> because nothing is making me do this, but I still have to do it. Yeah. yeah, it's like the guy, like I don't know, jumping on the grenade to save his friends when, mm-hmm. or the, I don't know that that would necessarily be it, but maybe that would be an example of it. Or I think I heard some other podcast where they talked about, pe- like a guy who like jumped down into a subway station to save a guy, mm. and miraculously survived like the subway went over them and he crazy and there were all these examples of heroism that just like yeah defy or even think about those like extreme like extreme whatever like the first Uh person to like tie a parachute to a chair and then like jump off a cliff you know and they're like or like you know all these like crazy like extreme sports too those are like they're doing it because they like felt like they needed to do it <laughs> you know or the i haven't seen it but i've heard a lot of people reference that um free climbing um documentary that's on Netflix oh yeah or whatever, right where the guy just like no ropes or yeah. no anchors just climbs the thing to yeah. climb it you know that like doesn't make any sense other than there was a call like some right. internal call to like do it you know yeah We do these things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. <laughs> yes. Um, when do you think he'll be open on the, the side? Uh, probably have just like another three or four days of like putzing around with paint. I yeah. need to get a big ladder and mm-hmm. like I want to paint the ceilings. Uh, I want to paint everything except for the tin. Okay. Area, white, and also on this side too, yeah. so that it all okay. kind of yeah, matches. Yeah. And I would love to. I want to do something to cover over the glass blocks or remove them possibly. Uh, yeah it would be cool i mean really it'd be sweet to knock them out and put in rebar or like wire cord yeah. so that you could see up yeah, into yeah. there mm-hmm. and have that also continue down the mm-hmm. stairs so knock out 
that weird totally. step yeah step, step wall, wall mm-hmm. that goes down the staircase but uh i just met with jeremiah and he was like yeah you could do all that but like if this building's coming down eventually any, any, like, yeah there, right put your, like... put your money and your time into really yeah. nice furniture and rugs and sure uh and then that'll be the attention drawing thing, not the, yeah. Because yeah. he was saying like with these chairs in the space, he, uh, I just brought in these nice chairs that I inherited from my grandma, and put them in the space and hung up one of the walls. I just took it all apart to paint, paint the walls today, but um, it does just these chairs make the whole place look a lot cozier and yeah. and so. I think that's smart. Like you're trying to figure out what's what's worth it and what's not in the long term. Yeah. And I don't know if you can save that glass block. It would be pretty hard to, but I think it's pretty expensive to replace now. So I don't know if you could like if you could take it out if you could like sell it. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's just one of those like mm. retro it's one of those retro things that like mm. the few people that still have it and really want it, it's like really expensive because it's like it's not a common item anymore. But yeah. Hmm. Wavy, wiggly glass block. Yeah. Well, wait like ten more years, it'll be like all back in style. <laughs> <laughs> no, this building. Do you have any idea when this building was built? It must have been old. the '50s or '60s. It's pretty it, old. Yeah. It's definitely a postmodern. Well, I think it, that must uh, be. I think it was an addition. I think where that ceiling drop down is mm-hmm. was like one part of it, and then either the front or the back was added on. I imagine the f- front was added on. I guess I don't know. Well, yeah, there's a whole different building <coughs> that was yeah, that was behind us. it. So it's almost like I think like I the front existed, and then that taller back part is was built up. I don't know. Yeah, this there's is also a really secret safe in our building. I haven't been down in it. Oh, really? In the vault? It's so cool. There's like a vault with like bigger than any of our spaces underneath. The... Really? <laughs> yeah. It's that it's big? It's so weird. It's that yeah, big? It's so huge, yeah. Whoa. I think it goes under the street. If I had to guess, I would say it goes under, or like goes in the middle space, then goes down, and then underneath the sidewalk. Huh. I don't know if it ever like used to be part of the underground tunnels, or were just like built around that same time, or what, but... That's weird. Yeah. That's what we should do as a podcast, or maybe like a video. It's get, get into the underground Billings tunnels somehow, and sneak around in there and film it all yeah i'll have to ask bill and marcia to take me down there yeah well even just the uh, the lady who's in that middle space she's super relaxed okay I'll just knock on the door and be like hey can i see the vault <laughs> <laughs> mm. hmm. but now the secret's out to the dozens of people that are listening the millions. And <laughs> the millions. <laughs> so I am a huge <laughs> fan of The Rock. And I came into Evan this morning spouting rock lines. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. What do you think about doing an episode with with all rock lines? 
Uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you think. <laughs> Uh, I should have seen that coming. (laughs) I kind of want to, I was telling Letty, I kind of want to do a video. Because when I was little, I wanted to be The Rock. I wanted to be Garth Brooks and I wanted to be The Rock. Nice. And I can do the eyebrow raise. (laughs) Yeah. Like, real well. So I thought I would grow up to be, like, Rock Jr. Like, somehow... Be this character. Be this character. Yeah, that'd be a sidekick. Oh my gosh! But uh, so I want to do like a video that would be like, because he has his his catchphrase. Finally, the Rock has come back, and after COVID, be like, finally, oh, Montana Gallery has come back. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Would, it would just be dumb. <laughs> the categorical imper- imperative of uh, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do this? Because I had to. Because I had to. <laughs> uh... It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, like, it feels like things are settling down a little bit. Life-wise? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and who knows, maybe we'll be shut down from COVID. There's, like, a hundred new cases every day now. Some people will, like, all go crazy again, but you're, like, getting moved. Yeah. And, like, you painting now in here, and, like, a few of the things that were, like, really up in the air have started to, like, land a little bit, and so I think that feels kind of a little yeah. more... More stable. Uh, you know, a big something that's been on my mind lately has been just trying to let go of the past mm. and just look to the like the present and the future, the present yeah. and the future, yeah. and um, keep keep moving, like keep. I guess that's kind of like gratefulness, being like thankful for the things, the way things were, yeah. but it's also like being like thankful for the way things are instead of just like always, you know, yeah, you're always like putting the, the good thing in the future or in the past and you're just like living in those two places and that's not where you are right now and you're just like wasting your, uh-huh. you know, wasting your attention and your time right now. And Yeah. But yeah, that's hard. Especially for really good things. Wasn't that the C.S. Lewis thing, too, where it's like the sadness we feel now is the joy we used to feel or whatever, right? Mm, that's something <coughs> of his, like... I think it's in a grief observed or whatever, but it's like... Yeah, kind of the, the sadness that you feel that something is gone is only because of how happy it made you before. You know, okay. if, if, it, okay. if it didn't make you happy, you wouldn't care that it was gone, you know? Yeah. So I just like to, to view things as like that they were good and that's the only you know that's that's where the the truth of that thing was you know okay not yeah the reality isn't that you're just like without it now you know that's why it's sad but yeah i think i think it's in a grief observed which is 
he wrote after his wife died and that's like a really intense book too yeah i i always open that up i just started yeah. reading it again and you get like a little ways into it and you're like all right like i'm good <laughs> that's kind of yeah but it's i'm yeah. always like if i go through something really horrible maybe yeah, i'll come back and yeah. save, save it for that day. yeah yeah <clears throat> um it's it is amazing though it's amazing how honest it is and like because he'll he he's so pissed off at god and yeah and then he comes back and he's you know he's questioning everything doubting everything and then like a few days later he's like all right i just went back and read (laughs) right just processing in real time yeah and like you know leaving that as a record for other people to Mm-hmm. read through which is really cool yeah on top of being a good author to start with you know but then seeing him process that and that's the chesterton thing too that's just kind of cool which is like being a good author and then writing down stuff in real time like the on being moved from the last mm-hmm. one you know just like it's it's fun to see how how they're thinking and what they're thinking about and yeah even if they went back and like edited it and like tuned it up or whatever you know eventually but still the, the core raw part of it is from right then in the middle I, of it all i think that chesterton wrote every single day and i don't think that he really went back and edited really? because That's... in in the book i don't know if it's i think it's orthodoxy he says like basically so he wrote heretics which is hmm. like kind of a takedown of all the modern philosophy of his time he's taken on guys like hg wells and george bernard shaw and like these different people who some of them who were actually his friends in real life yeah but who he disagreed with yeah uh philosophically and religiously and uh but in real life was their friends but yeah on paper would totally publicly and right his works would agree or disagree with them and uh but he which is really like i think that would be really good friends you know like if you guys can be friends and you know write papers against each other i think think that's awesome yeah Um, and he god i mean imagine how you would sharpen each other so much right yeah because yeah just like having any flaws you have like kind of picked apart and then you have to like either double down and like go back and like defend yourself or or change your mind on what you think you know and yeah yeah, so it's too bad we agree on everything. Agree on now. everything, yeah. Um, Drinking the same drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. So he he says in Orthodoxy like that he he basically wrote it. Did, was your fly down? <laughs> Is that what you just zipped up? <laughs> you weren't supposed to. I was supposed Oh, I love that that, and I'm sure that that sound is just... <laughs> I was going to secretly listen for it later, but then you brought attention to us, and everyone will notice it. <laughs> so he, let's see, in orthodoxy, yeah, he gets this critique from this other guy, um, this other public intellectual, I forget the guy's name, um, who says, like, yeah, well, heretics is nice, but, like... It's basically Chesterton just like crapping on all, everybody, Any, everybody yes. else. Anybody can and tear down anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, I will, I will start to, uh, you know, be concerned with my own person, with my philosophy as soon as 
uh, Chesterton puts Presents makes clear what out. his sure, is. Yeah. And then so at the beginning of Orthodoxy, Chesterton says like, "That's a great." challenge and i am now writing this book in, <laughs> like nice. in answer yeah. to that question yeah and so then but then he says a little bit later like but there is like a division in labor that uh that when it comes to these sorts of things he's like i have undergone the work to write the book and nothing in the world could comp- could compel me to read it. <laughs> so I don't think that he. Like going I think back he. Really I think all, he yeah. wrote basically stream of conscious. Interesting. And just kept moving forward throughout his yeah. life. Like yeah. went from one book to the next essay to the next essay to the next book to the you know and wasn't spending a lot of time looking back. Yeah. And because I think he knew he just knew what he. Because I, I find he his thought is so con, much. is consistent yeah. all the way through from orthodoxy that is yeah. written twenty years before Everlasting Man, mm. which you know they're both absolutely amazing works of theology and yeah and common sense thinking thinking yeah practicing thinking done in the most romantic he's the most romantic author i've at least read yeah yeah um it's just pure poetry to read him anyways that's really funny how they kind of no no i we didn't yeah we didn't have anything in particular to read from him so we have to talk about it i know yeah it's funny how like that could make some people like way more interested in his work and other people less interested if they're coming from like a you know more like stoic scientific mindset be like oh all the romance clouds the yeah the information yeah then like uh, i mean a lot of the quotes we've talked about before was like (laughs) you don't trust you know he doesn't trust uh (laughs) or trust legends more than uh yeah legends more than well um you know the idea like the the romantic part of it conveys more meaning than just the straight up like give me a fact about this or whatever yeah well and he also at the beginning of uh, orthodoxy I think he says something about how he hates or he he, he is often ac- he r- realizes that he's often accused of being a flippant writer um, and th- that everything's kind of a joke to him because mm-hmm. he makes jokes all about the time all stuff, yeah. but he goes but if there's anything I hate in this world it's it's uh, sophistry mm. um, he's like I in kind of implying that I actually am very like take me very seriously like I, yeah. yes I'm making all these jokes and I'm lighthearted and everything but and we'll, and but we'll I believe these things define sophistry um I, I think it's Cause I mean it's the, what Socrates was against yeah, it's like the Sophia being like wisdom right or whatever that's what sophistry would be it's like using fancy words all the time but that don't have actual so it's like saying things that sound true but that are mm-hmm. in reality not making arguments that sound nice have a nice ring to them but don't have any substantial yeah. backing to them you looking them up yep um, come on baby <clears throat> plausible but fallacious argumentation yeah. plausible but misleading or fallacious argument methods of teaching doctrines or practices of the greek sophists yeah Interesting. 
I think that, yeah, it's plausible, but misleading. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Right. Yeah, it sounds right, but mm. in reality, when you look beyond the the shine of it, mm-hmm. it actually isn't. But it seems like a lot of these definitions seem like intentionally deceptive, which is interesting. Like tricking someone with your argument. So like politics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> interesting. Which I think that, so people reading him the first time, I could see how you would get that mm-hmm. because you're just going from one line to the next going like wow that's so beautiful and like such a incredible sentence and and beautiful paragraph but then you're kind of like but wait what's your you yeah you what's forget your, what the mm-hmm. main argument is, is that he's, it all. yeah what, what is he aiming at in each chapter just because this sounds nice what are you trying to yeah actually yeah. put across yeah. which takes a lot of study of him to yeah to start to see yeah. something else i've been thinking of recently is that uh with like science or like calling things like scientific consensus or you know the idea of like science versus people's opinions or whatever and that like historically it's there's always been huge leaps in science when like all of quote-unquote scientists believed one thing yeah and one person was like no i really think this is different and here's my reasons and it's something that takes a while to catch on but then eventually you know it was like just like totally changes the whole thing and like how many times we like we're like oh well scientists did this or scientists say that one it's like collectivizing all scientists which is probably fallacious by itself but then two like all sci- like all scientists at one point were like, yeah, the bumps in your head will, you know, be a good, <laughs> yeah, good design of how intelligent your 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 max intelligence could be, you know, or, you know, like there's so much like, especially like racist science. Oh yeah. Early on, and then just the the existence of germs, you know, that was one of those things that he's like, I think there's things we can't see, yeah, that are killing us, and they're like, that's crazy. Yeah. All of scientists and all these doctors don't believe that and there's like one crazy person who's like i think there's something else going on (laughs) you should wash your hands after dealing with dead people yeah before you go to birth yeah yeah. that's such a sad it's super sad and even the Uh idea that like good bacteria like in our guts i'm like that's been like within our lifetime that it caught on from just being like oh that's kind of fringy to being like oh no you need lots of bacteria in your body to help you and so not to like specifically about covid but just in like philosophy you know philosophy and science and belief or whatever you know that like or politics like we want to take somebody else's opinion and like use that to stand on because it's a lot easier than having to do research ourselves or like come up with what we believe Mm -hmm. it's nicer to find someone we like or trust and like just go off what they're saying you know but that's uh i was just listening a little bit to this other podcast um and they were talking about this idea this concept of interpassivity which i don't know a lot about but like 
one of the examples is canned laughter in a sitcom, mm-hmm. which is like the the TV laughs for you. You watch right. you watch Cheers or Friends or whatever, yeah. and you sit there like a potato on the couch and like <laughs> yeah. And at the end, you feel as though you've laughed, even yes, though you haven't. Totally. So that is kind of gets at the inner passivity but the other example would be you go to church and you believe that you believe but actually you believe that the pastor believes sure and so the question is does anybody actually believe in the first yeah in in themselves like in their own uh, subjectivity um or is it that our beliefs are held up through believing that others Other actually have believe those. yeah yeah which is like deferred through them yeah, yeah. which is frustrating <laughs> hard to get to the bottom of. <laughs> yeah yeah because we all do it too you know yeah. but we like to think that we don't that we like to think we have actual ideas right. of our own do i do i just that. believe in like Am I coming back around to believing in christianity just because i found chesterton and i believe that he really believed right, you know yes, like totally and that's the thing that I think about like relationships is like relationships are so much more influential than anything else. Like mm-hmm. finding someone, like finding people, other human beings is like the most likely thing to like change you to be like them. You know, like you can find like cool arguments and find convincing things, whatever. Like, I guess, I mean, I guess even if you just like through the internet, it's because somebody else posted that to the internet, you know, but the people you hang around with are definitely going to be the things you turn into (laughs) yeah yeah and just it's probably part of like early childhood of like how we watch our parents do things and then we like emulate that behavior yeah and we just pick up the things we're around you know like uh, sorry i feel like i detoured that a little bit but yeah we just believe yeah we believe what the things people around us believe which can be super detrimental when it's misused and misplaced or even intentionally misused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Cause some of it's just like just menial stuff. Like what order the silverware goes in the drawer, you know? you're just around this one thing all the time so you just have always put the forks to the left of the spoons or whatever you know but you go to somebody else's house and it's like flipped you're like oh that's so weird but i I never knew it could be different i never even thought of changing the order of the silverware (laughs) yeah yeah who's that huh oh no i thought you were answering it (laughs) oh no sorry um my parking is up oh yeah speaking of speaking of parking gosh yeah i better go out there we're at uh, 39 Perfect. minutes. We I could, think that's great. We could call it. I, You made me think of a few other things, but it's we don't need <laughs> to get into it. We can leave it right there. We'll leave it. If I get another parking ticket, I think right now I owe probably like 200 bucks to the city oh or something. Oh, my gosh. Just like, oh. Parking. Ugh, I, it's and, so detrimental. And the last one, the, the last one, like I must have gotten it in the last twenty minutes of the day or something. Oh, like after paying yeah, all day, all for day, it, and, and then, then getting yeah. yeah, that's seriously the worst. Yeah, and I don't even like. I don't think it helps. Maybe I would go without parking, and I'd be totally 
land blasted on like how long people stay in one spot but i'm like i don't think it actually makes parking turn over that much more i don't know it's the like, only the only reason i can see why you would why we need it would be that people who work in sure yeah you know like uh, office building or office whatever. buildings or something mm -hmm. would take all the parking spots on the street, the street if they didn't have right. to do, pay it hourly that's the but then if thing we I still have the of. i guess you have to pay for the garages to like be built and exist but like we have all the garages too so it's like i feel like a lot of the office people would still just go park in the garage and then ideally we leave the street parking for retail or whatever and yeah like garage upkeep or whatever i suppose you need to let's bring in a little bit of revenue for that there should just be <clears throat> like a king who says yeah just demand stuff from us you guys park You're there here. if not we chop off your head yeah <clears throat> oh that's yeah sometimes we should talk about automation too okay what we pay people to do speaking of the parking garage <laughs> what we pay people to do that could be automated it would free those people from some menial task over and over again uh-huh and like should we do that you know yeah it takes away a job i guess but you're paying someone to sit in a box and take a piece of paper all day yeah. that a robot could do. Right. And by letting a robot do that, you free the human from sitting in the box all day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah this should, is tough. Should I, stop. This is, I mean, this is like <laughs> getting into like the Grapes of Wrath type stuff and like Luddite. And, mm. Like, I mean... And are we all? Is every job going to eventually be, yeah, kind of taken away except then, for except for, I don't know, except creative for the creative stuff, stuff? right? Yeah. yeah, but then we all have to deal with being brooding, moody <laughs> artists trying to yes. figure out. Yes, and then you, and then what? You're just like I'll. I guess I'll trade my shit for your shit. Yeah, that's kind of what's happening, I guess. Yeah, and you're like, I don't really like your art, but. <laughs> this is how it all of our basic needs are provided to us from the ultra system so all we have is each other's crappy art <laughs> a hierarchy of art skill so then the, the best artists are the rulers and the worst artists are the peons mm -hmm. so then you know 20 pieces of you know crappy art and trades for one piece of moderate art and then 20 pieces of moderate art trades for one piece of right. excellent art yeah. and... <laughs> <laughs> all right well good to catch up with you yeah and i'll talk to you next week do you have any time to help me paint walls um not today but maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow okay i think i should go do the the child swap the shift change the parental shift change now. <laughs> cool. All right, man. I love you. Good to love see you. Ya. And uh, we'll be back next week. Be good to yourselves. Bye. Bye.